What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where me and my buddy Lucas talk about albums for a long time. Usually we talk about it for a long time, but today might be a little different. You know, it just depends on who you ask. This might, to some people, this might be the proper amount of time that you would record an episode for an album. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but, you know, that's... We're not them. most people, man. That's for them to decide, man. We're just out here... We're not most people. We're, we're living our lives. Uh, just because of a little technical mishap of uh, Lucas forgetting a one computer charger... Uh, uh, God damn it! We're kind of we're kind of gonna be turbo here, so let's just get into it, man. Today's album, Dude. we're talking about Pusha T's new album. It's almost dry. Look, Lucas, this guy, his brand is masterpieces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he says uh, every single song he does is uh, a masterpiece and is timeless. Um, you know, I said that we w- were gonna have to get into it pretty quick. I didn't know that you were just gonna right off the bat do the intro. That's that's not what I expected at all. That this is what this is the anti director's cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like this we're, the we're movie really, cut. Um, we're really like bearing it all on this episode right now. I forgot my charger. Uh we're we're fighting each other as producers and directors. <laughs> it's well, this look. is gonna be a, a classic. It's already a classic. But Brett, I always wanted I mean, you know, people like me and you what what more do we want than an album that's just talking about being rich and drugs and selling drugs yeah. and killing people kind of and but never really taking you know responsibility for it just to you know whatever I mean that's kind of what you get on this record for well, the most part from Pusha T. There was a Pusha T Hot Ones interview a couple weeks ago, you know, promoting Which this is, album. Uh, I saw it. I thought it was a great episode. And on it, he says he is... Uh, I might get the artist wrong. He says he's like the Mozart of street rap. Right. And Which is great, because you know that I'm about, all about the streets. Right, of course. And uh, and Mozart. And Mozart. So, yeah. that's... Which, so, this is... So, you're giving this a 10 out of 10? Is that what, you a, see, what we're getting Well, at? you see a little influence from both, don't you? From both the streets and Mozart. Uh, and so this album where, uh, look guys, if you ever needed, uh, some synonyms for Coke, just fucking, <laughs> this guy's discography is where you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're making, uh, we're making jokes here, but for real, he reminds me of Freddie Gibbs where it's, <laughs> I, like I like it. I like the music. I like his delivery. I like his voice. Everything about it, except I get so tired of rapping about drugs and selling drugs on every single fucking song. It's not every single song that it's like the focus on this album, uh, but that's that's not far off to be honest. Literally, well, I mean, literally any artist that raps about that like talks about one thing in their music in all their music. It's just a no-go. You know, it's just a no-go for me. Unless you're trying to feel like a fucking cool-ass, you know, a cool-ass gangster who fucking makes millions and millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, I, I don't doubt, or I wouldn't, you know, if Pusha T is claiming that he used to do this shit 
before he got big with rap, then it's okay. I understand. Like Freddie Gibbs, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on there too. Yeah. But goddamn, man. Like you know, and I know we're we're kind of shitting on this. There's some good things I like in this album, but it really does get a little old. And I gotta say though, despite not liking the subject matter, let's say that much, not connecting super closely with it. I think he's a really good lyricist, to be honest. Yeah? I think he's really clever, man. I think he did a lot of really clever things with the wordplay that he was doing on the record. And I don't know. It To me, he does seem more like a street poet than a drug dealer or a drug rapper. You know? It seems a lot more street poet stuff because he sometimes is talking about real shit, you know, stuff sure society cultural stuff you know and a lot of you know that's kind of peppered in mostly (laughs) (laughs) compared to everything else that he's talking about but you know as much as it's i I just think it's really clever how much he plays around with his words and it's kind of it's almost like um punchline rap a little bit some of his stuff yeah but it's so clever it's so clever to me a lot of the, the ways that he alludes to drugs and all this other shit that we're saying that is kind of annoying that it's all it talks about but the way that he alludes to it and talks about it i think it's a it's so clever that it doesn't feel uh like played out to me man you know it's i, think, I didn't think you were gonna hate this as much as you do i'm surprised at the energy i'm getting from you right now uh, i'm a little i'm getting you know i was going into this expecting a lot you know uh he you were I was because he I like maybe I, that's the maybe that's the problem because I wasn't expecting shit from this. Listen, I never heard Pusha T before, right? He's going on, he's saying like every time he comes out with an album, people are talking about it in like a different way. The main two producers on here, Kanye West and Pharrell Williams, how could I not get excited about that? Right, right. You know, but like I I'm so disconnected from that world. And so uninterested in it, you know? Right. Like, it doesn't matter how creative you can talk about a giraffe, you know? If you just talk about a giraffe for 12 <laughs> songs, I'm not going to get into it, you know? Well, what about uh, six giraffes on, on his back? Like, would that kind of keep you into it? Now, that might, yeah, you know, that might actually hold my interest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, let's, okay, so I guess... The fucking main message that you're trying to get across, a, a little aggressively, to be honest, might I say. I'm sorry. Is that you didn't really, you weren't a big fan of the lyrics. Nah, not a big fan of the lyrics. Uh, I think the best verse on here was from uh, Malice. And it was, it was oh, like, on the closing track? Yeah, it was the last verse of the album. And it's his brother if i remember correctly they're in a uh, group called clips or they were for a while oh okay uh but they broke up and malice doesn't rap that much but i really liked his verse and it was very it was very like religion forward which i didn't like that much but i kind of felt like he actually had some emotion in the shit he was saying and i think his creativity was really cool. Uh, it sounded exactly like Pusha T. I had no idea it was a yeah. different person. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you who was who. It was weird, man, because there was a lot of features on this record, but there were moments where I couldn't tell who was who. 
to be honest. Yeah, uh, it, and I don't know, like, obviously you know when Jay-Z's rapping, but, like, that Kanye verse on uh, Dreamin', like, it didn't sound nothing like, like him to me. It sounded nothing like him, except for, like, he did two words, and it was like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah, you kind of hear the the Chicago accent like a little bit. Yeah, but, but it was, yeah, I thought I I thought the same thing, man. So <laughs> I, weird. I thought that was so weird, uh, and you know, this kind of they break the kind of weird rule that I've created for myself in liking hip hop songs, where if the feature is only doing the hook for some reason, it kind of annoys me. <laughs> so Kid Cudi does that on on the song that he's on, which which I actually liked that song. Okay. But Kid Cudi does it. I think, uh, man, I can't fucking... I'm super high. Uh, I think and Labyrinth does it on the last song. La- okay, I believe you. <laughs> okay. I don't have any programs open on my end except <laughs> what I need. So I, I can't look at any of this shit. But, I, I mean, I, I've heard a few Pusha T songs before this record uh, throughout the years. One that I actually really liked a lot called 40 Acres which I don't even know how long ago that came out. I feel like it came out a long-ass time ago. But I've always thought he was sort of overrated just because of how huge he was. Sure. Or how huge he is, you know? It's the same with Drake uh, and Kanye and everything. Uh, to, to a certain point, when you get to a certain point of fame, or a certain level of fame, if you're not fucking... If every single thing you do is not absolutely amazing, then you're kind of overrated. If people just worship you. And I saw Pusha T as one of those guys that people just worshipped for some reason and he was so praised all the time so you know I thought he was a little overrated and despite the the subject matter not being something I fucking care about or connect to at all I gotta say I still think this is a pretty fucking solid record wow okay we we kind of flipped what I thought <laughs> like our positions were gonna be going into this yeah, you know, I I was surprised that you even kind of wanted to listen to this. You know, and I I've been hearing a lot about Pusha T. I checked out Daytona. I don't really remember anything from it. I thought like, oh yeah, this is it. But like, uh, and it was, I don't know. The the producers got me excited and like him talking yeah. about like, oh, you know, I only make masterpieces. I thought this was gonna be a whole like. I don't know. I thought this was gonna be on like the Kanye level, on the on the Kendrick level. Uh, I, like I don't know why. Like, cause right, it obviously right. isn't. It's not even. Honestly, like it's not even on a spectacular level or a great level to me. Oh man, I mean, I honestly, I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I still think it's a it's a solid record, and I think. Here's where we went. We, I think this is why our opinions are so different, dude. Is because you came into this expecting it to be incredible, and I came into this expecting not to like it at all. I, yeah, I came into it expecting what Pusha was saying about the album, and you came into it hating what Pusha was saying about the album. Yeah, me thinking, you know, when you hear someone <laughs> compare himself to fucking Mozart, and then he says that I only write masterpieces and shit, I'm gonna assume I'm not gonna like his shit. Yeah, and- you know, and honestly, there's a lot of uh, like modern hip hop, especially like super popular modern hip hop, like Pusha T, that I don't like. Sure, there's a lot of stuff that's as popular as Pusha T right now that I don't like. So, uh, you know, hearing him talk all that shit, and then despite I loved his interview, I thought it was great, but despite all that, 
you know, hearing him talk all that shit, I'm assuming I'm, I'm going to hate it. And so I came into this thinking, fuck this album. But I really want to hear it. It was the same. It was the same reasons. I'm the one that picked it ultimately, right? Like, and so it's just, yeah. it's for the same reasons that I picked it because I'm like, let's hear what this motherfucker has to offer, you know? Because I've never really given him a chance. And right off the bat, dude, and I think it's pretty much the through line on the reason that I like this record so much. Pusha T is the second or third reason why I like this record so much. The main reason I like it is for the beats. Yeah, you know, I think it's obvious by now that the beats are my favorite part of the album as well. Uh, They're so fucking good, like, nine times out of ten. I don't, I forget how many songs are on this record, but <laughs> I like all the beats except two, I think. Yeah, I think I... I don't think there's a beat I dislike. The things I dislike the most about the songs... If I'm ever, like, actively disliking something about the songs, it's usually, like, the hook... Uh, which right. is the case on songs like uh, Call My Bluff and uh, Hear Me, where it's like Call My Bluff is such a weird kind of awkward rhythm to that hook. Yeah, for sure. And how they cut out the beat kind of. And it's just this really obnoxious, not fun to listen to synthesizer melody yeah. going on in the background i didn't like it yeah call my bluff is is one of my least favorite songs on the record and i i also hate the hook <laughs> I, I absolutely hated it but the, i thought the beat was overall pretty cool when it came back into the verses i thought it was cool and i thought his verses were good too the push t's sure verses were pretty good yeah but yeah man right off the bat i mean i i, I texted you right when i first started playing the record because that brambleton beat Right yeah. off the bat, I was like, this is fucking amazing. I was stoned to the bone, walking my dog. It felt amazing outside, and I was listening to really good headphones, and it just hit so good. Yeah, man. It's 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 music you can definitely turn up pretty high without like anything blaring. It's nice and smooth. You got that iconic uh, like hidden Pharrell watermark where he starts off with the dun. You know, he does that on a couple songs on here. Pharrell, I, I would, I want to, I'm going to go ahead and assume that Pharrell had my favorite beats on the record because I didn't like all that chipmunk soul shit that sounds straight out of fucking 2005 <laughs> and it's on way too many of these songs. And I got to assume it's Kanye. I mean, those. yeah, you got to assume. I think it's. Fuck it's those kinda, I hate that shit, dude. With all the music he's made since those first albums where that chipmunk soul, he like kind of brought that into the mainstream, it's crazy to me. After like what must be two decades that he's still kind of doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, it's how, how, how do you not evolve in 20 years? Because he he popularized that shit, right? Yeah, like that, that was all Kanye. He, he like brought that shit into the mainstream, and it, it became every single fucking rap song for like three years or something, and it got so old and so played out so quickly for me. So to hear it come back, I don't fucking appreciate it. I liked everything else that was around the Chipmunk Soul stuff, but goddamn, if I never hear another hip hop beat with a fucking Diana Ross line that's turned up six octaves or whatever. I would be the happiest man in the fucking world. Man, you know, I still, I still love that stuff. 
so I did appreciate the Kanye beats on here, even though it was still it still boggles my mind how this dude made, you know, so like he made 808s and Dark Twisted Fantasy and Donda and but like he's still making like it only it, I can only assume Pusha T is like, hey, man, can you do some of that old Kanye stuff for me? Yeah. You know, can I get that one plus one. It was two. I thought that was probably the worst sample on the record. It's such a weird the, one. Was it supposed to be funny? Because it was hilarious. It it must have been, man. But like, I don't know. You don't sample Beyonce to be funny. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a Beyonce song. Yeah, that's Beyonce. Uh, <laughs> it was two. Okay. It was two. <laughs> horrible, horrible sample. Uh, well, dude. Uh, speaking of. Oh, what, what did that remind me of just now? We were, uh, was it supposed to make me laugh? Ah, I forget. Edit! Uh, rock and Roll also <laughs> kind of had a ridiculous sample. Um, yeah, I said, that's when I, the first time I wrote down, there's too much of this fucking chipmunk bullshit on this record. <laughs> Says you. Says you, sir. Says I. I hate that Chippendale fucking vocals, but I also did not like Kanye's vocal part on that song at all. No? Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> what, did you? I don't know. Like, half the time I didn't even know when the features were happening, honestly. He was singing about step in the light, shine in the light, step in the shine or whatever. It was fucking nonsensical almost. And then Kid Cudi's part, I actually really liked that followed it right after. But he was talking nonsensical shit too. I mean, I think <laughs> Kanye's throwaway verse on on the third track is like, kind of my favorite one that he does you know just because yeah. it's kind of like you know it's got nothing to do with anything talking about like watching prince of bel-air wanting the house but not buying it because he didn't like how the kitchen looked <laughs> it's like whatever uh but uh, yeah it's, it's crazy that his best your his favorite verse of yours on the record is still bad uh you know it's not it's not a good sign it, i feel like i'm just so fucking over this guy but I will say that Jay Z's uh, verse was surprisingly not bad. I I did like that. I like how he kind of played into the uh, uh, the inflection that Pusha was doing the whole time, and I liked that. By the way, I thought it was you know so exciting. Yeah, know? it worked. Yeah, that's one thing that Pusha kind of impressed me too. At first, at first listen. I kind of thought that he always had the same inflection, kind of Action Bronson style, where he's just always delivering the lines every way. He has the same cadence every time. Right. But he doesn't. He he does switch it up a little bit. He's he's a little more playful than I expected. And I really fucking love that every song has his goofy-ass laugh on it. <laughs> he's got the goofiest got fucking goofy. laugh. Yeah, I watched that Hot Ones. Aside from all the shit he was talking about, how he's a god. It was a pretty good interview, and he seems like a it was cool good, enough yeah. dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think, you know, rappers have to have that bravado. You got and that it. Yeah. Ridiculous arrogance and cockiness to them. It's because pe- they have to, people have to believe it. Well, and also, it's probably like a, a guard, you know, because so right, many people are sure. always dissing them, always like checking them, always saying, like, yo, you're not like real, you're a po-, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's a security blanket, maybe a little bit. I think more yeah. so for rappers than maybe any other musician in any other genre, you know? And that's like, th- it's wrong. You're probably right. You know? I refuse to believe that Pusha T has no insecurities. 
Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? But uh, going back to Jay-Z, man, his line where he says, I put your mansion on my wall, are you shitting me? I thought that was the coolest fucking line. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, was, it got me to start thinking, man, like, holy shit, Jay-Z and Beyonce's estate that they live on must be fucking insane. Oh, dude, don't even... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to think about it. I do myself a favor by avoiding that stuff at any cost. Because I, I watched a Jeffree Star house tour one time, and I was fucking livid. Jeopardy Star house tour? Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star. Oh, the fucking YouTube Yeah, person? like, they start, they start off as a MySpace musician, then YouTuber, they made a makeup line. Here's the thing, if you make a makeup line, and it goes well, that's it. It's insane how rich you get. <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. It's, it's like, oh, man, because pe- people bank on women, making women feel insecure and buying fucking makeup, or anyone insecure. I mean, well, you know, makeup's used everywhere that rich people are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so for sure, like, for sure. Uh, But, yeah, man, I, I do have the songs and the producers, so I will be able to tell you who produced what, though usually Thank pretty you. obvious yeah uh, i think it is pretty obvious but i i, I get you know I, I think uh i think i have a lot of honorable mentions on this song and it was kind of difficult to pick uh my choice nooks to be honest yeah i have a couple uh that i'm still kind of fighting on right now that's it dude i'm so like interested in what your rating is gonna be because <laughs> It really sounded like you hated this shit pretty hard right when we were starting the episode. And then you said you've had a hard time picking your favorite. But maybe that means that you dislike the song so much. You're like, ugh, which one do I want to pick as my second choice? Well, no. Okay, so see, it's like... (laughs) So this is how it is, right? It's like... uh... You got all. You got all. Did you just become a wrestler for a second? (laughs) So this is how it is, brother. Listen, brother. Listen, brother. So... Pusha T's album, great beats. I don't give a shit about what Pusha T's doing most of the time. So all the all the Pusha stuff is like indifference. All the beats are the things I'm actually looking into, the stuff I actually care about, you know? Right. So that's where right. the hard things are coming in. It's nothing that Pusha said. It's not really like a hook or anything, though he does have some catchy hooks on this album. You know, For I will sure. Say. There's a lot of good hooks on this record. Um, the hook on on fucking neck and wrist is one of my favorites. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like uh, uh it's so plenty. I got many, yeah. <laughs> Which by the way yeah, it's a good one. Uh I don't know if you know this, but Dreaming of the Past was supposed to be on Donda. Oh uh, god damn. It you know, it sounded like a B side. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Apparently, Pusha was like kind of begging Kanye for it. He was like, "Dude, please let me have this one." Uh, and Kanye, Ugh, and he was like, shame. "Look, if you give it to me, I'll let you have a verse on it." Kanye's like, "All right, whatever." Uh, that's all right. That's a shame. Uh, but tell me, what like what are your choice nugs? What are your honorable mentions? It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. I'll tell you my first choice nug, man, because it was almost Brambleton. Sure. Yeah. It, it was very close to being Brambleton. And it is Brambleton. Okay. <laughs> Did you yeah. just decide that right now? 
<laughs> no, I forgot. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm so discombobulated. <laughs> like, I, I'm, this is so not the routine I'm used to, the setup I'm used to for this podcast. So I just completely forgot. But Brambleton was just, God damn, I just love that beat. It's so, so much. Yeah, it's a great way to start off the album, man, for sure. It's kind of a low-key, uh, spooky kind of vibe. Yeah, it's a great, uh, you know, road trip song. Almost, it's a great driving song. Yeah, it just has this. I I thought I thought that about a lot of uh, the tracks on here. I think mostly Pharrell's, uh, and this is a Pharrell Williams right. beat. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's crazy how much Pharrell has changed his style to his signature style. That I would hear, I would hear this beat and not have any idea it was a Pharrell beat. And it, I'll be honest, I haven't been following him that closely, so who knows? He's probably been making dope ass beats for ever. But his stuff back in the day was way more funky and way more kind of like bouncy and fast, you know. And hearing this song, that this is a fucking gangster ass riding low in your car, <laughs> high to the fucking you know higher than the clouds, just like. Rolling down the street with nothing but palm trees with the windows down and just yeah. this fucking song. You know, yeah, and you know, I have so much respect for Pharrell. He really seems like a, he's really cares about the music, uh, and yeah, it really sure. respects like all different kinds of music. Uh, but yeah, him and, you know, him and he his did write like, happy though. Neptunes. They've been doing stuff all the time, so I it makes sense to me that they're, he's he's kind of advanced to a new level. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's cool to hear that he has been able to evolve so much that, you know, it sounds so fucking modern and doesn't sound outdated like Kanye's beats. You know, yeah, so. right. <laughs> but yeah, man, Brambleton, just right off the bat, when when that song started playing, I had to text you right away because I'm just, I was just so psyched for that beat. And then, you know, it, to me, it set up the album for me. I was just like, all right, this is... If the, if the, if every song sounds like this on the record, <laughs> I think I'm going to like this a lot. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Well, but it's a great fucking track, and I do like uh, Pharrell kind of what would I, and it, like kind of putting that part of the vocals in. That was my favorite part of the song. What would I want to hold you down? Yeah, Pharrell had some great hooks, man. Like I said, the his hook on neck and wrist was so great. We can shoot our own knuckles. Neck and wrist don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your first choice, Nug? Uh, man, you know what? Okay, I I decided. Uh, my. Uh, God dang it, my follow-ups. I don't know why I can't remember the my. They aren't choice nugs. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my my. You sound more high than I am. My mind's going, dude. I, Dude, I'm so I'm barely here right now. I man, I might be, I might be out of here. I, I had a pipe and I was like, I got it was kind of stuck. I had to blow the weed out of it and I just blew it right in my face. I was like, man, what am I even Ooh. doing? <laughs> uh, but honorable mentions are gonna be uh, track five, just so you remember. Uh, I love that song, dude. Yeah, I liked how like empty it was, and I liked how the sample yes. was used. I thought it was a cool sample. Uh, I thought it was some of Pusha T's like best work on the record too. Yeah, uh, for sure. I usually hate songs like that that don't have a hard bass drum on it, but when the lyrics and the delivery are are on point, the beat can take a back seat. <laughs> and it's just it was all about pushing on that song, and I love that. 
and my second one is I'm gonna say Dreaming of the Past. Very close one. You know I like that old timey racist piano. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i like that i mean you know and i think that kanye verse was goofy enough i i you know i don't know i thought it was All a right. cool vibe but my first choicey is gonna be the second track let the smokers shine the coops yeah that's a good song man which it like kind of sounded like a dj shadow beat to me I can hear that. It did sound kind of uh, European in a weird way. <laughs> well, it's just like kind of got that dark and brooding, but like still a bit like heavy. Like it would go really hard at a live show. Oh, yeah. Most of these songs would, man. And the, <laughs> let this like uh, let the smokers shine the coop. I, I would say is a good follow up song to Brambleton because Brambleton's so strong. Sure. That. Uh, it's you know it, it could easily fall off from there and when that when let the smokers started playing that's when i started feeling even better about the album that's where that's where you were giving this thing a fair shake you were like oh yeah, exactly. all right maybe i was wrong just like you know what i thought too soon uh push the team maybe you do write masterpieces but now nah, then then the rest of the album <laughs> played out a little bit more. maybe you just want like a pharrell push album i had to pff, dude i think honestly this that that would have made this album an eight or above if, if Pharrell did every beat because it, to be honest the beats I don't like are probably all the Kanye ones <laughs> well let's uh, let's get to your second nug yeah uh, my honorable mentions were neck and wrist sure just so you remember I love that yep, song I like that yeah I actually liked Diet Coke surprisingly uh, I thought it was catchy, but I thought it was kind of bland. It was. Uh, I, I, what I liked about it was that he changed the chorus every now and then. So it wasn't always the same hook. It wasn't always the same chorus. Sure. And again, the the beat's great. Uh, I really hope that's not a Kanye beat, because then I'm going to feel really uh, silly. It is a Kanye beat, sir. Motherfucker! <laughs> well, my other honorable mention is Hear Me Clearly. I love really? the deep bass and hear me clearly. Oh yeah, dude. The, the, does the hook did the hook remind you of Jesus Walks at all? Uh, well, I have a weird connection with the hook because I wrote a song in high school that sounds a lot like this hook. Really? And it was really cringy. And so when I hear <laughs> this song, I like I feel cringy just because of that association. Man, I have a. F- I, I kind of heard a couple of Kanye references on this record, and I think the hook on this song might be one because and Jesus walks, he goes, Hear me, hear me, wanna see thee more clearly. I know you hear me when my feet get weary. And uh push the T on on Hear Me Clearly, he's going, Hear me more clearly. Like he's doing the same exact delivery. Yeah. And I'm like, that's gotta be I bet it's a Kanye beat too. I mean, he makes a lot more Kanye references on this album than Pharrell ones, which I feel uh, like yeah. I feel sad for Pharrell, man. I kind of do too. He, I don't even he, I don't even hear him say Pharrell's name. No, on this I don't, record, I don't think Pharrell had a proper verse on this whole thing. Nah, sang a couple hooks though, some good hooks. But those were my honorable mentions. Everyone, every other song, uh, I just I liked good enough. You know, sure. And the only ones I didn't really like were "Call My Bluff" mm. and uh, "Dreaming of the Past." That one I really didn't like. But uh, it's "Scrape It Off," man. 
Scrape it off. The the with Lil, Lil Uzi and Don, Don Tolliver. Tolliver, which sounds uh, like a John Oliver pseudonym. Don Tolliver does not sound like a real name at all. <laughs> I, um, maybe it isn't. No, that's got to be made up for sure. Uh, and I really usually I've listened. I did a review of a Lil Uzi Vert album last year and fucking hated it. <laughs> uh, and so I was surprised at how much I loved Uzi's. Uh, hook on this song man i really really liked it a lot yeah do you like his verse i i didn't even realize he had one because uh, <laughs> i honestly have no notes i have no notes for this song because i spaced out every time i listened to it oh man and it just there was something about that beat and that hook that i didn't i wasn't trying to break it down at all i realized every time i listened to it I didn't write anything down, so on my notes I said I got so into the song I forgot to take notes. The only note I wrote for this one was good cruising, man. Yes. It's such a groove song, man. It's just so easy to bob your head to. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good things to say about the the music on this record, despite hating the chipmunk shit and scrape it off. It's just it's just such a good such a good beat, man. And a and a Pharrell Williams beat. Fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, well, yeah, man. That that gets me to my second nug, which is the last song on the record, uh, which is "I Pray for You." Yeah, you said you like Malice's verse the best out of any on the record, even any of any Push's verses. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, <laughs> I don't. I wish it was less religious. But it being so yeah, religious very... kind of maybe it convinced me that it was a lot more personal or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But in any case. Well, like you said, he has good emotion in his voice in it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Even if he's pouring out that emotion for God, it still has <laughs> uh, it, it still has weight to it. And I, I think he had some cool lines on there that I uh, can't remember at the moment. <laughs> but I, I love the. We, I did so much research on on the Action Bronson record, and on this one, I, I was just like, I like it, man. I my eyes doled over by the third song on Genius, man. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, but I bet it had a lot of annotations, dude. Yes, yes, it did. That was. Yeah. It took me like an hour and a half to go through all the lyrics on this album. Jesus Christ. Well, because, like, you know, every other lyric is like, oh, this is a synonym for Coke. I'm like, okay, well, I should have guessed that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like. This is a reference to a car. It's like, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. So many. That's another thing, dude. I don't care about cars at all. And right. all he talks about on this album are cars and Coke and just, like, st- street rap, dude. Like, I'm not a street Just being badass. Person. Like, yeah, it's just, just straight up not for me. Someone who likes this stuff would be really into this album, I feel. Uh, oh, yeah. This last beat, I liked how kind of uh, it was weird. It had a weird uh, organ on it that was kind of like fading in and out as it was playing. I thought it was a cool effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, the labyrinth part was like. Yeah, you know, whatever, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And I think... Just like every, you know, like most features on this record, it's just like, all right, that's, that was good. Yeah, it's like, all right. Yeah. Uh, and I think... It's fine. It, it was a very abrupt ending, 
but I feel like this was probably the best final song for the album. Even though it just kind of like ended abruptly and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's it. Yeah, but they still did the classic thing of ending with a slower track, a more quiet track, yeah. a little more emotional, maybe personal track than all the other ones that were just like, let me tell you how fucking cool I am. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's a good closer, man. I, I think uh, this album definitely has a good closer, a good opener, and a lot of decent, pretty good stuff mixed in between, man. So what? Uh, what is your rating? What is your My rating for this, you know... Look. Look. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hear me out. All right, so let's go through it again. Uh, (laughs) I went in with high expectations, and I was pretty disappointed. That being said, I love the beats on here. I don't think there was a bad beat, but there were plenty of... There there were a couple bad hooks, and most of the time I was just tuning Push Out. Right, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, And so... 35 minute album kept it short kept his little masterpiece short which i appreciate uh i'm gonna give this one like a his masterpiece (laughs) i'm gonna give this one like a 5.2 okay that's still better than i thought you were gonna give it to be honest yeah like i don't know it's it's not like push is a bad rapper i recognize that he he's like a good rapper and yeah for sure to people who like what he's talking about i'm sure he's like top 10 amazing you know yeah i'm sure he's amazing and dude. it's like he, it's a me thing it's a me like because i'm 100 extremely not any type of way on that side of life no we're probably the two most suburban people on the planet <laughs> we're just two punk kids you know that we grew up in the suburbs we you know fucked off on the weekends with our friends to go like kick trash cans or whatever. Like that's what we did. <laughs> but you know, still, still some great push moments. Uh, still some cool lines, still some good hooks. Uh, but what is your rating, sir? Well, my ratings are going to be a little bit higher, man. Uh, like I said, you know, I thought Pusha was really overrated going into this just because of how popular he is and how little I've heard from him. So I just kind of assumed it wasn't going to be for me. And for, some part of it, uh, you know, a small part of it, it wasn't for me. Definitely lyrically, uh, in terms of subject matter, like we've said so many times on this on this episode. But I still really, really enjoyed it. There's something to be said about music that makes me feel fucking cool listening to it. And this is one of those albums that just makes me feel cool. It just sound the beats are fucking cool as shit. Pusha T is amazing at talking shit and sounding cool and sounding like a badass. Who knows how much of it is real? I don't fucking care. It's all about the vibe. I thought some of the features were really good. Uh, I thought some of them were weak. But for the most part, I really enjoyed this album. And it wasn't hard for me to listen to it multiple times. So I'm going to give it a, I'm gonna give it like a 7.6. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know what? That's That's nothing to sneeze at. I'm not sneezing at it, you know? I'm not, there's no sneezing. I wish I could sneeze. My nose is fucking, you know, more stuffed up than the goddamn... I don't even know what. Yeah, more stu- uh, my, my My nose is more, is more stuffed than a turkey. You know, that was, hey, hey, hey there, those are those uh, suburban jokes okay. you like to hear. 
That is a nice, harmless suburban <laughs> joke. And Pusha T had said, he's like, your nose is more stuffed up than a fucking bag of coke up a hooker's ass with, you know, with my gun in her mouth and her sucking my dick somehow at the same time. Uh, yeah, well, look, guys. On that note. <laughs> what did y'all think? Did you... Tell us how wrong we are. Tell us. Because I know this guy is so fucking huge. I feel like our last couple albums, we've been pretty much on different sides. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. And, uh, and you know, we still haven't heard from, from the listeners, man, and what they think about some of these albums. So let us know what y'all think, man. Go to our Instagram at EVPCast. Go to our YouTube. Go to our Podbean website if you want to. <laughs> if you're feeling like it. <laughs> if if you're feeling weird. Uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on Instagram at Jean-Luc Guitard. Brett is on Instagram at Brett Hanrahan. We are on any Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Overcast, any podca- anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we are there. Tell your friends about us and let us know what you thought of this record. Let us know how wrong we are, to be honest, because we're, like I said, our backgrounds are not conducive to really fucking loving this record. So tell us why you loved it so much uh, or hated it. What masterpiece should we listen to next, y'all? Like... Go ahead and comment yeah. down below if we, if we're feeling it, we might get into it. Uh, but right now, I want to ask Lucas because I don't know this yet. What masterpiece yeah. are you making us listen to this next week? Well, I'm going to make you listen to a masterpiece for sure, but it's not going to be the potential masterpiece that is Kendrick's new album because I want to be able to sit down with that record for a little bit longer. It's about to come out. Yeah, right. No, it's I, especially well, if it's a double. We're not we're not getting that done in a week. Yeah. It actually just came out when this when our episode when this episode drops the Kendrick album had just come supposedly. out supposedly and supposedly so we want to give it a little more time to really marinate in that one to really soak in it so I'm gonna go back to our list of that we made two fucking years ago of albums that we wanted to talk about <laughs> oh wow back to think, the list back to the list and I think there's something that's been missing a lot from our last few conversations which is fucking rock music. So let's get back into some snotty ass garage rock punk shit yes. by a band called Fiddler. Fit, and it's yes. Why do self-titled album? Why do you white boys talking about drinking beer? See, that's yeah. a thing I can get into. Yes, we need to listen to some good old suburban white angsty rock music, and so it is going to be Fiddler's self-titled album, Fiddler, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about next, man. So get your fucking ear holes ready because they're about to be stuffed with a bunch of Xanax and cheap beer which is what Fiddler's all about <laughs> I'm that I'm excited man I don't know who wouldn't be after hearing that <laughs> taking drugs because we're bored that's what Fiddler's all about shit man <laughs> I, I mean. I'm about that life <laughs> <laughs> that's uh anyway uh, see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Listen to Fiddler. Listen to Fiddler. Uh, Brett, what would you uh, what would you write this? Uh... You know what? what I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this one a uh, I'm gonna name rate this one a uh, crystal powder out of bleach whitening, dude. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I'm gonna rate it a nine point one plus one. Plus one, plus two. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Bye, all. And a three, two, one.